Did you did you get the stuff out of the Dropbox? Out of the video Dropbox? Yeah. What uh, what else would I be talking about? If work by, at a movie store. If by the stuff you mean a bunch of hypodermic needles and one videotape, then yeah, I got the stuff. No chicken bones? There weren't any chicken bones this time. There was, a, mm. like I said, the needles, one tape. Um, there was like a, you know, one of those notes that's just made out of clippings from magazines and newspapers. Did you read it? No. I We get so many of them, dude, I just yeah. started tossing them. I found a human hand the other day. I had to call the authorities. What what did they do with it? I just took it said they would look into it. Bureaucrats, dude. <laughs> We're not going to hear anything about that hand. I guarantee it. Those dudes all had late fees, so I'm sure they wanted to get out as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was porn, too. Yeah, that sounds like them. Yeah. A lot of cop stuff. A lot of cop scenario. Just coffee, badge bag you know how it is yeah i love coffee badge bag that's my favorite porno <laughs> that's that's all you do in a crime scene mm-hmm. speaking of crime scenes yeah you know what's pissing me off have what's you seen that? bones dude i haven't seen the guy in the past three days um it's been nice having all of our slices of pizza i'll say that well, that has been good. Not having to share the pizza. Hey, with went, went home on a full tummy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels good to get the appropriate amount of pizza for two people. I mean. Exactly. Yeah, man. But I haven't, I don't know. I haven't seen him. Has he been I off? I haven't seen him. I don't know. I mean, I guess he's gone. I'm regional manager at this point. So uh, that's canon. That's canon. It can't be argued with. It's been established. That's true or not. Uh, so I guess I'm de facto ruler, but yeah, I haven't seen him. He's, he's MIA, dude. I haven't Cushing, watched. Cushing, Cushing, Cushing. What is this? What? In... Do you know who I am? No, no, we do not. Are you a guy with one of those, uh, you had too many cigarettes and now you got a <clears throat> voice thing? Michael yeah. Douglas? <laughs> yeah. My hero. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're the guy that put the hand in the Dropbox. Is that where my hand went? <laughs> it looks like you have two hands, sir. I need that. Well, Dan already gave it away. <laughs> Sorry. So. I had to call. I, it's a body part. Hey, have you... S- I need to test the saliva on that hand. Have you seen Coffee Badge Bag? It's <laughs> my favorite porno. <laughs> Mine too. Mine too. Okay, I was almost embarrassed, but... I've never, it's always sold, always rented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always out. I yeah, I got the, I got the Blu-ray from Shell Factory. Oh, oh shit. I, I didn't know they were getting in the game like yeah, that. Yeah, limited run. Mm-hmm. You got to protect your physical media now, guys. I know, yeah, stuff falls in, that's why the store is open, dude. That's why we got this place. Stuff falls in and out of streaming all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, how can how can we help you? I'm looking for a man. Well, more um, like a beast. Uh, uh, I know oh, there's a werewolf in your store. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. It's all this all kind of coming together. I mm. I think you've been told some stories, sir. No. Um, yeah. 
I think you got a werewolf bones. Dan, I think no, there's not a werewolf bone in my body, sir. Personally, Dan, I I think this could be good if we just put this guy on the case. Then we don't have to look for bones anymore. I've been on the case on my own. Uh, Well, you came time. You came in here, and yeah, you've not found them. So I don't know why you've. I'm setting up intricate traps. Okay, like like stealing babies Mm -hmm. and hands. The hell this. Sure, sure. Going and sitting in diners. Mm-hmm. Just hoping the people in your small town come in. Did you have the four? I'm a burger? real good bounty hunter, you see. Mm-hmm. Um, well. Do you need to go in the back or anything? I'm or? sorry. It takes a lot of, of oxygen to push out what I'm trying to convey. Sure, sure. I think. I think the best thing to do is just maybe we could get you. I'm trying to kill your friend. Yeah, I get that. That's not the part I'm worried about. The part that I'm worried about. And that worries me that you just are blindly accepting that I'm going to kill your friend. Well, I got This isn't the first time, dude. Yeah, and I got to think about how many slices of pizza that nets me over a 30 year run. Yeah, good. Mm -hmm. I slept that night. Shit. Man. So I'm thinking you don't seem concerned about your friend at all. I'm thinking we just leave this guy on the case, but let's go ahead and sign him up for a membership. We'll oh, split yeah. that commish 50-50. You want me to go get uh Bones's personal file from the file drawer? Yeah, give him whatever you got on Bones. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. Give him I think his socials floating around back there. We can oh, hand yeah, that it's over. Written on the wall. And mm-hmm. as I mm-hmm. said, I'm a I'm a passive bounty hunter. So yeah. I got a lot of time. Okay, yeah, dead or alive, whatever you want to yeah, do, maybe whatever floats your boat. What other non-porno things you got that I could watch? Yeah, so I think we'll go ahead, we'll sign you up for the membership. That'll be uh, a, a year up front. Sign here. Mm-hmm. Sign here. Sign here. Sign there. Okay, thank you. And <laughs> I think the uh, first thing we'll, we'll let you rent <laughs> is Friday the 13th. Jason goes to hell the final Friday this week on Five Day Rentals. Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals Podcast. This is the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre specific category. Uh, This round's category is from Dan. It's greasy, grimy, slimy. Previously in this category, we watched The Greasy Strangler, knocking out that greasy criteria. Came over to me. I landed on slimy. And guys, I went with one of the best slimy flicks that's out there. From 1993, it's Friday the 13th, Jason Goes to Hell. I am Cron Howard. I'm going to be your host this week. I'm joined as always by uh, a couple guys who are desperately trying to do anything they can think of to get out of this record. It's Bones and Laundry Dan. How are you guys doing? Hey, howdy. 
Howdy, Kron. It's good to be here. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, shit. My voice hurts for some reason. I'm sorry. That's okay. Hey, your, your character work in the cold open was... Wait, what? <laughs> top notch. That was a bounty hunter. What are you talking about? Yeah, it wasn't me. Uh, you guys are, you know, well-versed in Friday yes the and. 13th films. Yes, and. <laughs> yes, and. Yes, uh, and... Uh, we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy them. Yeah, I came. I came okay. to them late. I will say, I, full, full transparency up front. It, I was well into my thirties before I was established in in Jason. Ooh, yeah, that's pretty late. I mean, you had yeah. not seen any of them before that. I had seen pieces, but I, I was not a horror fan when I was younger. Like I, I needed. I mean, you could fucking reference our 80s mega draft on horror drafts like my horror always has to have some sort of sci-fi element or non-horror non-horror you know some might call it but an action action element you know so straight action film so there's straight up franchises that i'm just totally blind to i haven't seen a single hellraiser movie um i'm going through the child's play now with with gorley and rust so but guess what You've seen four Puppet Master movies. I have. <laughs> so you're, you're more welcome. versed in that series than a lot of these other ones when you think I about it. I don't know. It, because I binged them, I don't know if they have the the breadth that, that this one did. Like yeah, this just go back and does. listen to our episodes. Yeah. What's your history with uh, the old Jason there, Kron? Mine, uh, so I remember in middle school, maybe like seventh or eighth grade, uh, there was no way I was going to be able to just go in to Blockbuster and rent these. But a buddy of mine, his brother had like all the Friday the 13th, all the Halloween and all the Nightmare on Elm Street, like VHS box sets. I would just, I would borrow them one at a time. That was our arrangement. I borrow one, I watch it, I bring it back, I get the next one. So that's literally how I, I powered through all three of those series. Like, Are you sneaking these tapes into your house and watching yeah, them privately? Yeah, because I would, like, I would get home before, uh, you know, my parents would, because school would, you know, you'd be home by, what, I don't know, like 3.30, 4? Yeah, we were all latchkey kids, as yeah. they say, yeah. So I'd just go in as soon as I got home. I'd throw it in the VCR in the living room. I'd watch it. And by the time they got home, I was one more movie under my belt. Did you ever have to stop and spank it because of the sweet boobage? Dude, all the time. (laughs) I think I'm borrowing this one again. New new beginning must have ran you raw, buddy. We barely had dial-up internet, so... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so Jason means a lot to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, I I kind of always think that Friday the 13th is the most solid series overall. Um, like Nightmare and Halloween both probably have a better single entry. But as far as a series goes, I think it's Friday the 13th the whole way. Do you, and it is it the first nightmare for you? 
Yeah. First Nightmare okay. and First Halloween. There's, you know, like Halloween H2O is pretty decent. Like there are some good ones here and there. Yeah. Um, I probably like uh, like Halloween 4 and 5 a little bit better. Like I'm not arguing that they're great, but probably like them a little better than most people. So yeah, I think even the bad ones to me are entertaining. Like we'll get into it, but Jason goes to hell is not held in high regards and it still is entertaining to me. So Dan, you're kind of like an in-between me and Kron, right? Like I'd say Kron is maybe the more horror guy and you kind of fall. No, I credit, um, Friday the 13th being the lighthouse that kind of got me into movies. Wow. <clears throat> I mean, I've been watching, I had older cousins, so we would stay the night at the grandparents' house all the time because our parents were so young when they had us that they wanted to go out and party. So naturally <laughs> they would just leave us at our grandparents' house and, oh yeah, we'd watch all kinds of shit I wasn't supposed to be watching. And a lot of the times I'd catch them on like USA for the actual Friday the 13th day, which they usually would play like five and like six and seven a lot. So, but yeah. I I was just going to say when I went back and I finally watched seven all the way, I realized like, oh, this is one I saw on TV all the time. And then eight, they would show eight a lot as well. Like on. They'd like five, six, seven, and eight, I think, would be the most. And I'd like one, of course. See, there there are those, like, seven and eight. I'm I'm pretty sure I haven't watched either of those since, like, I saw them in middle school. So I just got that Friday the 13th box set. So there are some of them where I'm really looking forward to going through that thing just because, like, seven and eight I haven't seen in so long. Um, The remake I've never seen. So it's not bad. I will agree with George from uh, Best Little Horror House in Philly. Number two, I think, is probably the best. I believe that was his favorite as well. I thought I remember mm-hmm. him saying. If I'm wrong, George, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's, Dan, I'm just fixated on you saying that that was the, the lighthouse that got you into movies. Yeah, man. I mean, and I started I'm, with horror. Okay. Well, I take back what I said. I apologize. Um, no, you're fine. Kron, are you able to identify a movie like, oh, this is the thing that I watch over and over or like, uh, I mean, I watched like Fight Club a lot, but I would like, I, that, that was a movie that I had the DVD of it and would just put it on all the time. But I would honestly say it was kind of that like middle school to maybe like freshman and, and sophomore year where I was just kind of like. I don't know, any money I had, I would just, like, as soon as I got a paycheck, because I didn't really have any bills outside of, like, gasoline, you know, so I would just, yeah, I would just go to Walmart and be like, uh, here's, like, three movies that I've heard of but never seen. I'm just going to buy the DVDs because they're $6 each, you know? So it was kind of just that time where I had disposable money and could just, it was Power bucks. through shit. Yeah, I had a yeah. lot of free time and money. So, oh, high school, I would go to Blockbuster and grab like a Friday night, like four or five movies, and 
I just watch those all weekend. Yeah. Take them back on like Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess the, the origin story of everybody is so different. Like I recall being at like my grandparents' house over the summer or like aunts and uncles and nobody in my family really watched horror. It was mostly like action sci-fi stuff, like kind of being in a Navy family. So like my, when you said that, my first, I was like Top Gun, man, that Top Gun VHS just fucking constant. And then once I was like a little older to kind of understand silence of the lambs, like I would just put that in and I'd get a little too scared. And I'm like, oh shit, let me fucking put in dumb and dumber. I watched that a few weeks ago. <laughs> Did you guys see the Deadly Prey Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> Check it no. out. <laughs> I'll send you it to post you. it. Post it. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Is that like a mashup or something? <laughs> it's pretty good. Oh, oh, the poster. Yeah. yeah, I think I did see that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, all right, guys. Well, that, that covers our backgrounds in Friday the 13th. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this is. Uh, I will say that Jason Goes to Hell was one that I begged my parents to watch because I, when it came out on VHS, I remember like, let me watch this one, please, because they were like, oh, it's rated R, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and I remember like, please let me watch, and they would finally gave in and let me watch it. You were like, I've seen all the other ones yeah. already. <laughs> I, uh, to me, it was, it was one of those playground movies that I've talked about before. Like without ever seeing it, I knew the ending. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I knew like everybody was like, oh dude, at the very end, you know, Freddie's glove comes up like, okay. And you know, so you're aware of who Freddie is, but you don't spoilers, bro. Oh shit. Sorry. I think it's, if you're listening to this, you already know the ending to the movie. So. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I do think this is like, but before we kind of get into the episode proper, like this is a super divisive entry in the series just because it goes so left field. Um, But I don't know. I mean, I feel like even when that stuff fails, like I think people like I kind of alluded to it in our last episode. I think people have come back around on Halloween three, but there are certain times where it's like, I don't know, to me, these series are not this like huge sacred thing. And I don't know, man, sometimes I am like, I wish people were doing crazier stuff. Like, yeah, give me an entry where people are body swapping or the killer isn't even in it. Or like, just give me an entry where like some totally off the wall thing happens. And, and then we can go back. Like you can always jump back into the thing that works, you know? I mean, look at like Texas chainsaw, Two, mm-hmm. it, it worked. I thought I I enjoy that one, but got away from what the original was. Yeah, for sure. I think that one gets a little bit more forgiveness just because it's still Hooper, right? Like, I mean, you think maybe this one is just so late in the game, and Halloween three was just kind of like, all right, we did two, let's change it up with three. You think maybe if they did this with like three or four it'd be different i think the fact that it's part nine it's like we've already got eight others like let it go with the you know if you're angry about it it's like 
there are literally eight movies that fit the mold of what you think this should be. So <laughs> why are you angry? <laughs> I think I'm, I might agree with you, Dan, that, and let me be forthcoming. I appreciate a swing on stuff. Like if you can, Hey, fucking the difference between alien and aliens is fucking huge mm-hmm. and it works. The difference between Texas Chainsaw 1 and 2 is huge, but it works. Like, I do think that if you're going to make such a this sort of jump, you do maybe need a, a few steps. And it's not like there wasn't supernatural stuff in this. Like, okay, we're going to talk about 7 and 8 a little bit. Like, 7, there's a, like a girl with psych, psychic powers. You know, who fights Jason. That's telekinesis, Kyle. Yeah. Um, I mean, six, he comes back via lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. And I, and I can admit, like, that's crazy, but it's a big enough... Sw- it That swing fills the gap enough to bring him back, and then you kind of br- you go back into formula, but then they add humor on top of it that they sort of started in five. Like I didn't have a, an appreciation for five the first time I watched it. I was like, "This this stinks. I don't like it." And then after talking to a guy that I worked with, he's like, "Oh, it's my favorite." He's like, "It's got the best kills. It's like this." And he even talked about it. he's like, "The first one isn't Jason. It's the mom, and this one isn't Jason. It's a dad." Like that's what they flipped, and it works for me. I had a blast the last time we watched it. Um, it's always been one of my favorites, and everyone's like, oh, "Really?" Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, dude. But there's just something about this one. You're gonna get a bitch. Um, yeah, this I yeah, I don't know. It's just it's I wanna I wanna compare it to Bond so bad, and I'm just gonna (laughs) spare you guys. I mean, like I said, I do think it's super divisive. People clearly like i mean it just even if you look at the letterboxed average score which is a 1.8 for this movie um clearly people do not like this entry into the series i guess i won't say that but you guys want to hop into this episode proper let's take a bite out of that heart baby <laughs> give me that worm cron All right, guys, this is Friday the 13th. Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday from 1993, directed by Adam Marcus. Uh, Just for a point of reference, I think you guys both watched the theatrical version, which is around an hour 27. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did watch the director's cut, which comes in around an hour 30, 31. So not that much additional footage. Uh, it's pretty much all gore. So same story beats. I've kind of tried to note where I knew it was director's cut only, but you know, I guess if I'm going through these notes and you're like, that didn't happen. Uh, well, no, it was director's cut content. I love how you always go above and beyond Cron. Hey, I'm trying your last two movies. You've done director's cuts. Mm hmm. A lot more rewarding experience in the lawnmower, man. So, <laughs> all right, guys, we open on a woman. She's driving her sports car down a road at dusk. 
uh, we see a sign that says Crystal Lake is four miles ahead. Eventually, she arrives at a log cabin, and she walks inside. She flips on a light, which causes the light bulb to burn out slash completely melt. (laughs) Something that never happens when a light bulb burns out. She walks over to a shed, and she finds some replacement bulbs. Suddenly, the shed door slams shut. Uh, She's startled, but she grabs a new bulb and a ladder, and she goes in to replace the light. Now that all that strenuous light bulb work is done, she can finally do what she's come here to do all along. Take a lukewarm shower. Yeah, baby. Uh, just as she's running this water and taking all of her clothing off. She does other just stuff with her face and makeup before she gets in the shower. Mm-hmm. Is she, did she wash her face? She did, like. I don't, I don't know. It just, it seemed backwards to me. It's, but. Yeah, it's some weird cuts here with this, because, yeah, I I think so as well. They also do a little uh, additional fake out where it's like she's looking in a, a bathroom mirror, and she, like, bends down. When she comes back up, you kind of expect something to be behind her, but there isn't. Yeah, they do, like, three of them. She, like, yeah. opens the cabinet, closes it. It follows her down when she drops something, picks it up. It's it's done really well. Like, it's teasing mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And the door, like, closing in the shed, too. That's like a, you know, a little, oh, we could have done it here, but we didn't. So, um, all right. So, as she's getting into this shower, another bulb goes out. Uh, I, I bet These the electrician. Yeah, I bet the electrician that did this work is fucking shitting his pants right now, dude. Well, he was scared, dude. He's getting just get it done and get out. Mm-hmm. The union doesn't pay me enough to fuck do murder's house. Fuck that. So this lady's walking around in this cabin. She's a little suspicious at this point. Guys, okay, suddenly we see Jason Voorhees right behind her. Now, don't get too used to it, because this movie's got some tricks up its sleeve. But we do get them right here. He takes a slash at this lady with a machete. She throws herself over a balcony and smashes into a coffee table below. She takes off running through the woods. Uh, Jason's right behind her. She runs out. Um... Suddenly, we see a bunch of floodlights turn on. Guys, this was a setup the whole time. What? Are you fucking shocked? What? I'm too impressed by these maneuvers, man. <laughs> the little these... action rolls and rappelling from the trees. and it's, it... it's a lot for the FBI. I was like, damn. One dude's like under a blanket and like shit. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. it's meant to be humorous. Like it's meant to seem ridiculous and it 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 is. It's naked gun level. <laughs> like Is it Wayne's World where he opens a door? He's like I always just wanted to open a door to see a bunch of ninjas training. <laughs> That's sounds, what I was thinking. It sounds yeah. believable. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like it's just like the most generic moves. Mm-hmm. Ever. Yeah, so, so uh, a shitload of FBI agents, they just start, they're popping out of everywhere, like Bones was saying. They're they're coming out of the ground, they're coming down from trees, they're rappelling, climbing, every which way. 
Uh, they just start unloading on Jason. Eventually, like a, I don't know if it's from a helicopter or a bazooka, but a missile just hits this guy. And he goes up in a ball of fire. I mean, they explode him at the beginning of this movie, which is, it's cool. Like, that's a that's an interesting opening. I can't recall. Is this the first time Jason's making noise? Does he like scream whenever the he's like thing hits him? like he's he's reacting to getting shot? Yeah, might be. And this is Kane Hodder, right? Yeah. Well, I don't. Who's I don't my know, least favorite? In every movie, as he's uh, slinking around, isn't he always going a? Uh, that's right. That's right. No, those are just that's, his jeans making that noise. I, I think that's him doing that. No, he's wearing corduroy. The crotch is like... So he's taking three steps at a time? The thighs are rubbing together. (laughs) Hey, man, some guys have that problem, all right? He's a big guy, you know? Doesn't miss leg day. He is a big guy. Kane Hodder's a big guy, but he's also... He's, like, noticeably shorter. Mm Mm-hmm. Kane Hodder was uh, in contention to direct this movie, apparently. I was like, what? I read that and I was like, I don't know about that. Cron, you said you haven't seen the Friday remake, like the new one, the reboot. Or yeah, it? that's that's the only one that I've like never seen it before. So, best Jason. Okay. Ooh. Marcus Nepals. Yeah, that's your director. Uh, yeah, I think it's Derek Mears though, that plays Jason. He's fucking awesome. Uh, so Jason explodes. We see his head land on the ground next to his still beating heart. Fuck yeah, it's metal. What do you What do you think about the look of Jason in this? Because I, I have a lot of thoughts on that. I think the head's too big. The head's always kind of big, though. Yeah, but it seemed more like I don't know. The mask was. It's like, like sucked into the head. Yeah, it's like his frog boy head is. Growing over, out, yeah, and I like a, I like a he can get it off mask, yeah. you know. I just so right out the gate, I got I'm I'm bummed out because all right, Diablo spoiler, he's like melted in nuclear waste slime. An eight yeah. at the end of eight. Mm-hmm. So why didn't they use that? There's got to be something because at least every. Like you saying, Kron, there's eight other movies beforehand that I could go revisit, so I should shut the fuck up. But each one of those at least tries to, like, he's brought back from where he's left. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there's no step to sort of explain how he got back. There's, like, there's no swing I, there. I will say that uh, it's more like Jason takes Canada, so maybe they treated him really good. And that uh, morgue, the Canadians did. The Canadian healthcare system revived yeah. him? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do that. I mean, I think, I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, like, there's always kind of a pickup from the end of the last one. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, the whole doesn't the whole premise of, like, part one, the ending of part one kind of rest on Jason has been living under the water for <laughs> ten years as a frog boy? Like... We'll call him that's, a tadpole. That's your baseline, though. That's like your 
we all have to accept this to be able to move forward. So it's like if you're willing to take that jump, then sure, he got melted at the end of eight and now he's back. So like, I don't know. It it is it is a non continuity. Like I I do wish, too, that they had kind of picked up where eight left off because they had a good run of being able to do that just about every time. But at the same time, they're all so ridiculous. I mean, (laughs) all the openings are crazy. I will say I agree with Bones. It would have gave you a more slimier Jason. Mm-hmm. If we're just talking about pure category here. Sure. All right, guys. Uh, on a hill above, there's an African-American cowboy watching all this go down. He's seeing these FBI agents celebrate and play grab ass with each other. He bites his cigarillo and he says, I don't think so. <laughs> Guys, then we get our titles. Jason goes to hell the final Friday. It's a great title. Do you, do you think with this female agent, they discussed like, you're going to have to whip your tits out because Jason really responds to that? He hates it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there was a there was a meeting. Chester got stabbed though. But that that could have been you know, the last ditch effort to bait him out. It could be all right, you're going to go into the cabin. Right? We're going to maybe that's why the light bulbs exploded. Maybe the FBI purposely set that up. Could be. You know, like they set up or- this string of things like, "Hey, drop open the medicine cabinet and then look in the mirror." drop something and then look back up like you know there's 10 steps and if finally he doesn't come out whip or out maybe those, those babies she, she did it they didn't know she was going to do it and that's how she got the promotion to go talk to Hannibal Lecter oh you think this is Clarice Starling <laughs> could be the case before right there's a crossover universe that exists <laughs> what a you heard it here first, folks. Why didn't she ever mention that? Would you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That gets you like an in with Hannibal. I, I took down Jason Voorhees. <laughs> now I'm dealing with a guy who eats livers. All right. We cut over. We see a coroner. He's wheeling a body into the... You look like a rube. A well-scrubbed rube. With your cheap bag and your good shoes. Just give me the information, Dr. Lichter. <laughs> uh, this coroner, he wheels a body into the morgue. A couple guards at at the station ask him for his ID. They frisk him. Uh, after that's all done, he gets to wheel the body in. We get a shot. What an awkward layout of this security desk. Yeah, mm-hmm. just slammed in a corner. A literally this, a table this, at the end of a hallway. Yeah, this has some like Andy Sidaris feel to it. Like we've got this one hallway, and we need to make it seem like the FBI morgue. It's the only hallway we got. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is the same hallway they use later as like the police station. 
Yeah. Yeah. You just you just light it blue here and then mm-hmm. white later, and it looks like two different hallways. <laughs> and you shoot them from different angles. So. It's called movies, bones, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> hey, welcome to Hollywood, dude. This is how they do it. Uh, so this guy wheels it in. Uh, we do get a shot of a black heart in a petri dish. Coroner starts recording his report. He's kind of running through all the typical stuff. Uh, you know, there's been extensive injuries, well over 100 bullet wounds, he says. Uh, eventually, this guy just picks up Jason's slimy-ass heart, and <laughs> it's twice the size of like that it should be, and it's full of some kind of viscous black fluid. Uh, but the heart starts beating. The coroner takes a huge bite out of it. And he's just wolfing this thing down and spewing all that shit out of his mouth. Now, there's no real motivation for this, but I guess it's necessary to move the plot along, so I can kind of forgive it, but I don't know how this guy, you know, gets possessed. Like, all of the ones that occur after this are like, I transfer into a new person, Yeah. Seems like this coroner is just down to... Don't they show it kind of beaten, and they, they kind of infer that... Or they imply, rather, that he's like, it's like calling to him or something? Maybe. It just doesn't yeah. follow the structure of the rest of the movie, though, you know? I get what you're saying, but... Does the little things come out, like the flames... I don't know if you. I think that's after he, that's, that's after, after he, he bites ingests the heart. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just was obsessed that this guy's never drank out of a can before. Like the whole time he's doing, like the, the autopsy and talking, like the mm-hmm. way he's real up to the mic. Like it's like that actor has never had a diet coke <laughs> out of a can. Dan, you recognize this actor? You've no, you've I- you've brought him to us before. Is this um Is this our Demons 2 guy? No. I don't think so. He's no. uh he's one of the feds Demons in Knight? Stone Cold. Oh shit. Oh, that's right when they meet. Mhm. Oh. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't even look that up. I must have not got down that far on the, the yeah. letterbox casting. Uh, we do see a bunch of laser beams shooting out of Jason's dead body into this guy. Eventually, the coroner's assistant comes back with a couple boxes of pizza. It's always nice to have the required number of slices of pizza for each person. You know, but it's to... a, you know, just buy a little bit more. It's not that more expensive. Just get a just get mm-hmm. a large and share. Sure. It's kind of yeah. it's kind of nice. Friends. It's just if you think there are going to be only two people eating the pizza, you know, and that you've only ordered enough for two, then that makes it difficult. First time, shame on that person. Second time, shame on you for not being prepared. Third time, mission accomplished. Mhm. Just get we'll just start getting more pizza. That's Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look at it like this. The less pizza you get, the more innocent people die. 
Uh, this assistant, he takes a seat and he says, you know, it's not everybody that gets to say exactly what they want to Jason Voorhees. He says, uh, hey, you fuck. How you doing, you fat ass maggoty blow up fuck? You know what I'd like to do to you? I'd like to take a crap right on your fucking mask. A big old mango sized crap. Why can't he just say shit? What? He says crap here. Mm-hmm. Like, just say shit. You're already saying fucking mad. Like, <laughs> No, I think this actor showed up and he was like, my character wanted to say shit. <laughs> I, got, I don't know. I think mango-sized crap is funnier than mango-sized shit. I just... I'm going to take your crap right on your fucking mat. Like... You said fucking mask. Just say shit. Was this peak crap, though? Early 90s? 93. Yeah. You said, in 93, dude, you said crap every day of your life. Ah, crap. (laughs) You crapping in there? It was one of those swear words where it it was bad, but it wasn't as bad as the other ones. Did I ever tell you? Frick. Frickin' crap. Oh, frickin' crap, guys. You were going to tell a story? Oh, uh, I I think I told where I was bringing dump back. Like, I got to go take a dump. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, no, God, that's disgusting. We'll just go to crap. All right. I'll try it out this week. Okay. I'll let you guys know how my crap goes. I'm sure it'll go over way better. Like, your wife is going to love it. Are you going to use it, Kron? No. No. I just go out into the side yard of the house. Somehow, yeah, dump seems to be the worst. Really? I got to take a dump. It's just like, like, it's the worst. Shit is like, I got to take shit. Like, I think crap's like mid-level. I got to take crap. Like, I know I'm going to be there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there for a bit. I don't think I've heard anybody say I got to take a crap in a long time. <laughs> well, start mixing it in, dude. I mean, be the change you want to see, Dan. Ah, crap. <laughs> All right, where are we? Uh, this coroner picks this dweeb up. He throws him up on the table and stabs him with a probe. Uh, it's kind of funny. He holds the probe out in front of him, and this guy's like, yeah, that's a probe. <laughs> and he just fucking rams it right into his head. Uh, as the coroner walks away, we see Jason's reflection in the mirror. In case what? You, in case you fucking dum-dums couldn't put two and two together. Fuck. Stop the tape, bro. What the crap? There- there probably was a guy in the in the audience that was like, whoa, this is Jason, dude. Or there is a dude that like rented the VHS because he went to the theater and like showed everybody like at Fight Club, like when you stop, when you see Tyler Durden. <laughs> yeah. See it? You, you see it? <laughs> you pause it just at the right time to see the one sixteenth frame of him. Oh, it's like the Told ghost. You. It's like the ghost kid in Three Men and a Baby. 
No. Good pull. Good pull. <laughs> yeah, I have not a reference. I know. Oh, okay. That's been, that talk about a USA movie. Yeah. You're unfamiliar with the the urban legend of that, Kron? Yeah, I don't know that. Okay. There's Kron, that, and you would and get the, cast in the remake right now, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could play the Selick role. So you know what we're talking about. I mean, I know that Selick is in the movie. I don't know of this ghost got, child reference. You got the stash. I think you're Selick. I think I'm dancing, sure. and, and Dan, I think you're our Gutenberg. <laughs> Somebody make that t-shirt happen. Grutenberger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that should be our next t-shirt. Three minute of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's just rebrand. Yeah, <laughs> that's the new name of the show. You know, there's 18 podcasts out there. Oh called yeah, three minutes in a podcast. We had a hard enough time coming up with this dumbass title. Uh, this coroner, he walks out. Uh, these guards kind of stop him. One of them jokes, and he says, "You think he's going to be getting up anytime soon? We nailed that fuck." Uh, this. Causes the coroner to turn around in a fit of rage. He was just going to let this go, but, you know, after that comment, that's that's it. Instantly, we cut over to American Case Files. The headline is, Jason Voorhees dead or deadly? Two security guards Both. dead. Yeah, they got uh, footage real quick here. How the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well... Some Nightcrawler shit. I think Clarice let this leak. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at least getting the footage of the dead security guards, that's... It is unbelievable, but a little bit understandable. They cut to a shot of the dead coroner's assistant. You know, like, that's not just stuff that they keep on Mm -hmm. hand. Like, you can't go to your uh, fucking local library and get a picture of your (laughs) state coroner. I mean, or a county coroner. Clearly, the press beat the cops here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they end this with the third or the last corner. The actual corner is missing. Um, we cut over to let's see, American case files, where the reporter is giving us some background on Voorhees. Uh, Jason was believed to have been drowned at Camp Crystal Lake, but he did not. Uh, since that he's been, or since then he's been responsible for 83 murders. Um, the host says we sat down with Creighton Duke, a bounty hunter who captured six of America's most notorious serial killers for an interview, uh, a week before or a week after Jason's supposed death. Where are those movies? The Creighton Duke catching like Manson and. Fucking the Zodiac and shit. <laughs> I'd watch him. You'd make us watch him. I've you cracked guys, the code. You guys would hate the Creighton Duke series of films. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't like Creighton Duke. He sucks. <laughs> Diablo spoiler. You wouldn't want to see him go up against a BTK killer. <laughs> Where you I mean, at, Jeffrey Dahmer? Shit, throw Hannibal Lecter in the mix. There's a, even more crossover potential. I would enjoy watching Lecter just fucking rip him to shreds mentally well, and emotionally. Obviously, if he's captured six people, then 
Hannibal didn't get the better of him. So, <laughs> are you saying in this scenario he caught Hannibal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the six. How you can't take that away from Will Graham? <laughs> you son of a bitch! It's a total retcon. I mean, it's a it's a rewrite, dude. <laughs> like we're it's bullshit. Uh, it's like the last three Tarantino movies were writing the wrongs of of time. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Creighton Duke's sitting down with this guy for a meeting. This guy says, I want you to tell me, or I'm going to say a few words. I want you to tell me the first thing that pops into your head. Creighton Duke says, okay, shoot. This guy says, Jason Voorhees. Well, that makes me think of a little girl in a pink dress sticking a hot dog through a donut. Does it count? Yeah, it's a hot dog does it, movie. Does it count? I don't uh, know. They don't really show a hot dog. We don't dog. see a hot dog. It is probably the most memorable line from the movie, though. Yeah. Uh, Bones, start a new list, hot dog gray area, and put this movie in there. <laughs> Just the word hot dog is mentioned, but no physical proof. I think that's the kind of feel of hot dog gray area, Dan. Well, no, hot dog gray area is, we didn't, we have one where it looks like he was eating a hot dog, but we weren't sure. Did he? He he was totally eating hot dog. We're not sure if it's a hot dog. It's a hot dog. It, in certain shots, it looks more like a hoagie or something. If I remember, Uh, I think we went back and watched it and you confirmed a hot dog, but I'm just saying in a few frames, didn't have Brantley from horror drafts has the 4k i think we <laughs> we get his input we ask him to confirm if that's a hot dog we or cannot not. put more on these poor guys it's just it's 10 seconds just gotta pop in there to that chapter all right bones start a list that's just hot dog question mark put <laughs> dead go. heat in this movie in there okay i thought you were gonna say start a list of things we need Brantley to do for us as though <laughs> the guy doesn't have enough and we don't yeah let's put more on his we don't plate. bleed their friendship dry <laughs> let's have him do our research for our podcast too oh yeah <laughs> uh Creighton Duke goes on to explain that Frankenstein that. episode was so fun man it's mm-hmm. a good one I was like god damn mm-hmm. getting, getting classy guests they're gonna shoot up <laughs> we'll be uh <laughs> A forgotten pothole on the highway to their success. Love you guys. Creighton Duke goes on to explain that Jason isn't just his body. He can wear other people's bodies the same way a normal man would wear a suit. Whoa. If you want him dead, truly dead, it's going to cost you $500,000. For that, you get the mask, the machete, the whole damn thing. bunch of new lore introduced in this <laughs> brief paragraph of information so this so for that he would have to wait for Jason to totally reappear right because let's say he actually was really good and managed to get the you know what's her name Jessica 
to stab mm-hmm. him, but he was in a different form. Maybe like when you stab the that form, though, when it dies, it reverts back to Jason's body. I mean, okay. we don't know how it works, you know? Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm going to go with that. Okay. Dan, any arguments? Do you want to? I'll allow it. Okay. I'm good. Uh, We cut back over to the case files host. He says that at this point, there have been so many additional murders. He's willing to pony up the 500K uh, if Creighton Duke can deliver on his promise. We cut over to a diner. Uh, This is back in, you know, I don't know, whatever town borders Crystal Lake. They're offering a Jason is dead two for one burger sale. This fucking lady. The yeah, lady who. Uh, I think this was the uh, same cast in a diner for uh, Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Could be. The lady who runs this place, uh, she looks like she's really into roller derby and bowling. <laughs> so. I think she's got she's got like the fifties bowling shirt, uh like cat eye glasses and a beehive hairdo, so that's what I'm basing my assessment on. And a small, aggressive, very hairy armed lover. Mm-hmm. This guy's he's he's a trip. I like their relationship though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they seem like a cool couple. You're going to dinner at, at that house? Yeah, you'd at least have, it would be interesting. I mean, it would be like watching this movie. You might not get exactly what you bargained for, but. Fuck, I can, I can, I think I can imagine that house. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, good- she's got fucking, what are those precious moment? <laughs> nah, I think Those little figurines? More, oh, It'd be yeah. more like vintage like, uh, like 50, 60 shit than that. Okay. Just like, like all, a, like a mint green rotary phone on a coffee table for no reason, yeah. like shit like that. But he's he's got his own little nook, right? Like she mm-hmm. keeps him down to like one little area where he's got a thirteen inch TV, and he's got to like sit on a dining room chair to watch gun smoke and shit. Yeah, to so say there's some chihuahuas involved as well. Oh, excellent call, Dan. <laughs> Absolute mm-hmm. excellent call. And they fucking hate him. Yeah, yeah. And she lets him know it. Yep. Uh, this lady goes over and shows her son how to make Voorhees burgers. You you take out little eye holes from the patty, and she's like, you know, you make enough of these, and you've got enough meat to make a whole new burger with it. Fucking <laughs> science, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as Bones was saying, this lady's small husband loves this idea. <laughs> He's all about it. They start making out. If we would do that with the pizza, it would go further. Mm-hmm. It has some Jason pizza that we... <laughs> Bro, have they ever done a Jason mask pizza? Dude, if fucking... Didn't they... Like a tie-in? Didn't Domino's they do like a did bat that? symbol? Yeah, they always... All right, that's... um Little Caesar's, Little Caesar's. Pizza Hut. Yeah, if Domino's would do like a Friday the 13th special, like Jason Mask Pizzas every Friday the 13th for like two for 13, <sighs> killing it, bro. 
yeah, they should do it now that there hasn't been a Friday the 13th movie in like eight years. But everybody watches Jason on Friday that the 13th. That nostalgia's back, dude. The last time I ordered Domino's had fucking strange. It was the classic box with a Stranger Things thing on it. Yeah. I've started getting the Domino's now because it's seven ninety nine for me to go pick it up instead yeah. of everybody else where I spend $53 for them to deliver it to me. Well, all of those would cost less if you went and picked them up too. Nah. But Dan's proximity to the, the Domino's is also a factor. I mean, right now, Pizza Hut is closer than Domino's. By like a storefront. You're not that far from TK's, dude. I mean, just I'm further away from TK's. Yeah, yeah, but it's not that far away. What's the What's the other one in there? We're really giving away. People are going to Google TK's. <laughs> yeah, we're dox. Uh, we're doxing day. <laughs> we're going to triangulate your house. Mm-hmm. Is GW still there? Yeah, he's there. Got a good buffalo chicken. Yeah. Of the of the big guys, though, Domino's is still. I, I think. They're the champ. They're the best. And then we got the Papa as well. Papa Murphy's no longer, no more. Fuck Papa Murphy's. What? Yeah. You got to bake your own pizza, dude. They're, Fuck that. You're doing all the work. Yeah. Good Good for parties, though. They were good for parties. Um, I, pizza that's got already Papa's. cooked is good Go for get a party. A, uh, um, Red Baron, bro. Mm-hmm. We got Papa's as well. Yeah. They're from the lake. And now there's a Jimmy John's opening next to that one. I feel I need to explain the Little Caesars Pizza Hut reference. Did you guys ever listen to uh, S-Town or Shit Town? That, shit. That yeah, shit briefly. Town, little, little podcast. It was like kind of in the vein of cereal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Really, really fascinating. But the guy in there, he's like talking about, there's like, him going to pick up Little Caesars, and for some reason he says Little Caesars Pizza Hut, like he just calls it <laughs> that, and it became a thing that me and my wife say now. So no matter what pizza we order, it's like you want to get Little Caesars Pizza Hut, and then we know like all right, we're getting pizza. I will say that uh, we have a category called Red Sauce, which is blood and pizza. Go yeah. back and listen to yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see if we can remember. Kron did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original, mm-hmm. which we should have never allowed him. Um, it has blood and pizza in it, so. Yeah. Barely has blood. Um, it has blood. It has, it has blood. It has bl- it's, That's story-driven blood, dude. Mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is too good to be on five-day rentals. Um, yeah, says the guy who picked Apocalypto. <laughs> That's that is canceled that pick out. Um, I did twice dead. What did Bones do? Bones Slumber, did party, Slumber massacre. party massacre. Yep, she eats the pizza off the dead dude, off a dead guy. I mean, come on, classic. Yeah. That's mm. it's the Me only and Bones way I knocked can eat it out of the park. It's the only way I eat pizza now. <laughs> Your After wife just movie. lays down on the <laughs> no, off a dead guy. It's a lot of work every time we do pizza night. I haven't had pizza in months. Mm-hmm. Don't don't rich people do that with sushi? Yeah. yeah. Like eat sushi off chicks? Mm-hmm. Uh, billionaire hey, hey, billionaire shouldn't exist. Even if she's 
a gorgeous lady. I don't think I'd be eating sushi off of anybody. You guys, you walk in, and there's just a lady with sushi all over. Are you eating? It would have to. It would have to be a Patrick Bateman scenario where I wash. I watch her wash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I got to make sure she's she gets the triple dip. Like, I mean, if you're that sanitizing at a restaurant, like. If you're that rich, no, there's no telling what you would do. That would That's just true. be a, that that would become a normal Tuesday. I mean, yeah, you're gonna get skip. an ivermectin cocktail on the mm-hmm. way out. To, I was gonna say you can get a blood transfusion later. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine. Get that Tom Cruise cocktail. I'm just talking about like this Tuesday. You come home from work and you're like, oh, um, I bet like, you gotta go. Wait, what? Be like, is this dinner and a date? I mean, what, what's going on here? I mean, like, where, where's my wife? Like, I don't know. It's a trap. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to order. That's a p- test, pizza. dude. I got to go pick up Domino's. <laughs> Domino's. What, what do you like Stay on your here, pizza, lady? Stay here. Let me put a pizza on you. <laughs> what do you like on your pizza, okay? Let me make this better. <laughs> For me. The problem isn't you. It's the sushi. <laughs> All right, guys. A waitress walks over. Uh, she starts taking an order from this guy. He's got a menu up. He says, I'll take a Voorhees burger and five Jason fingers. She says, okay, anything else? Why do you use Jason fingers? Do you think they missed a good opportunity by saying some Freddy fingers? No, because they were they were saving that. They already have <laughs> okay. the end, so. Voorhees fry, Voorhees burger. Were you J- asking Jason what, fries? What Jason fingers are? Yeah, they're mozzarella sticks, Dan. They're always mozzarella sticks. <sighs> they could be chicken fingers. No, you don't oh. order five chicken <laughs> tenders as a side item to a burger. Hey, man, this is America. Uh, <laughs> mozzarella sticks. It's mozzarella sticks. You know it's mozzarella sticks. When is the last time you ate a mozzarella stick? Francis gets them sometimes if we like go to a Sonic. <laughs> that might have been the last time. She'll I throw them in. Well, we usually just get like a drink, but some every now and again she'll be like, "I want a let's snack." Get, yeah, let's get this too. Yeah. I, man, I, I really do love stopping in and just getting like two drinks and some fries like on the road. Are like, we just it's, hungry it's nice. tonight, gentlemen? <laughs> I'm starving. <laughs> Are you like, let me get one. Next time she does it, you're like, let me get one of them Jason fingers. <laughs> yeah. You don't if think she, they're just French fries? That's what I kind of thought. But he I was like, five. it's only five. And I'm like, would, it, would that be like chicken fingers? Are they potato skins? That's like, true. you know, the wedges? It's mozzarella sticks, dude. All right. What Director's makes- cut. I feel like a potato wedge has a machete shape. Mm. But these are fingers. Jason They're not machetes. machetes. He didn't say machetes. They're not selling out like they should. They should have hired us. 
What kind of crescent moon fingers do you have that are... <laughs> Alright, this waitress says anything else. This guy puts his menu down and says, Yeah, I'm Creighton Duke. <laughs> Just introduces himself. And she knows. Yeah, she says, Alright, yeah, I know who you are. Uh, he says, I need your help. She refuses. He says, come on, Diana. I know who you really are. Uh, her boyfriend comes over, the sheriff. He, oh, they get in fuck. Yeah, he's probably rich, dude. He probably eats sushi <laughs> he, off he of runs, naked He runs ladies. this town, dude. Mm-hmm. He probably eats the sh- sushi off the inmates. She might be older than she looks as well. She's got like a 30-year-old daughter. This is 93. They're still casting like old people to do stuff. So I miss it. Yeah, me too. I really do. Uh, This cop is like, what's going on here? Creighton Duke basically says like, why don't you blow me when your girlfriend gets done? And then he gets arrested for that. And then we don't hear from him (laughs) for a long time. This whole thing is crazy because getting Diana is, like, integral to his plan. So he goes into this diner and starts, like, harassing her for no reason. Yeah. he He's doing a Joker where he purposely gets himself arrested because he knows Stephen's going to get arrested later. I don't know. <laughs> we haven't even met Stephen yet. Mm-mm. Well, wait two minutes. Yeah. Uh, there's this dweeb guy at the bar. (laughs) Diana sits down and says, Steven, I need to talk to you. There's something you don't know about Jessica. Come over to my house at 11 o'clock tonight and don't be late. We cut over to Steven. He's driving down the road, listening to some late 80s jazz rock and completely freaking out to it. Hopefully there's sushi there. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, he's like tapping his hands. He's like, oh, yeah, like this shit is wild. It sounds like hold music or something. He's going to go bang his baby mama's mama, dude. This is the second movie from Cronhauer that's featured a fucking weird ass dude listening to some weird ass fucking music while driving. What's the other one? Lawnmower Man. Blasting the CDs. (laughs) Oh. It's my favorite scene of the movie, man. That's not weird music. He's just listening to like 15 seconds at a time. (laughs) That movie fucking rules. It it was pretty good. (laughs) All right. Actually, uh, Chad asked, he said, Lawnmower Man? I was like, yeah, dude, I had a good time on that one. I was like, it's it's pretty fun. (laughs) He's like, I need to rewatch it. I don't think he rated it very highly. I, I mean, he must have not enjoyed his rewatch. I don't have to look. Uh, okay, so Steve picks up three hitchhikers along the way. They said they're they they say they're heading up to Camp Crystal Lake. He says, "What are your plans? Are you gonna smoke a little dope, have some so- premarital sex, and get slaughtered?" They're sitting at that sign that says Crystal Lake four miles. And they say, we've been here for an hour. Mm-hmm. I think you could walk that. <laughs> In an hour? Yeah. You'd have to be moving at a fairly decent pace. 
I think you'd at least be two or three miles down the road. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be pretty close. Yeah, you'd be about a mile out from <laughs> Crystal Lake. But if I'm at the sign and it says Crystal Lake four miles, I- I'm stepping up and I'm saying, let's just walk. Mm-hmm. Okay, you agree with me. So I'm not being re- insane. All right. Uh, who's to say they didn't walk the preceding 10 miles to get to this sign? <laughs> They're like, I hope somebody comes along and takes us the last leg. Okay. I could, maybe I would believe that more if the sign wasn't right there. Sure. Like I would take it like they've been walking and they stop to rest and they see him. But the way, the, the position of the sign, I, I get that they're setting that up. But plus, it's not like they're going to a specific spot. They just camp in the woods. Mm-hmm. It's a valid point, Bones. <laughs> I agree. They, they I'm hungry and I'm walking. on guard. I'm sorry. I'm. Uh, Steven drops them off. The one girl... So this group is two girls and one guy. Yeah. Uh, the girl and the... Like, the girl and the guy in the backseat are obviously a couple. The girl who's in the front with Steve, she kind of looks over at him. And she's like, hey, why don't you join us? Uh, we're planning on going skinny dipping here in a bit. And she gives him a little kiss on the cheek. And he's like, no, no. I've got to go talk to my ex-girlfriend's mother. <laughs> Chronic you're, little bit of hey, ins- <laughs> Steve, you're fucking blowing it, dude. Yeah, dude. I- <laughs> he did. He dodged a bullet, but I mean. He knew what was coming. Um, The couple is, his name's Michael B. Silver, and her name is Michelle Cooney. Clooney. Um, they play Luke and Deborah in this movie. They were actually cast while they were boyfriend and girlfriend, but when the time came to film their scene together, they had broken up. So apparently this was a very awkward, uh, filming day for these two pretending to have sex. All right. Most people out there that have dated and had a lot of relationships I would say 50% of the time that you've broken up with somebody, you have another visit, if you know what I mean. So, it's not that bad. All you I can't can, really do it. You're going to act. All but, I, I mean, can, they really do it on set, though. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't? No, nah, dude. There's a lot of tape involved. That's movie magic? It's the magic of the movies. Damn. I thought every time people boned, they were doing it for real. You know these two people came on set for like a day, though. Oh, he came on set. They made that day miserable for everyone, though. (laughs) They go, fuck, they broke up. Oh, Mm -hmm. shit. Yeah, I used to to date her, dude, but (laughs) let me tell you. (laughs) She's dating some guy called like Brad Mm -hmm. Pitts or some shit. Oh, he's like standing at Crafty, like bitching to some mm-hmm. fucking best boy. Seems like Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Was it, wasn't it twice dead where we were like, fuck yeah. The whole movie, the girl was giving the guy eyes and we were like, there's no way these two weren't like into each other. And then you said they started to date. They were secretly dating. 
They're yeah. supposed to be brother and sister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In love, baby. Twice Dead is... Uh, go check it out. It's a good movie. <laughs> Available on Tubi, I believe. Still. Forever, probably. <laughs> All right. These three, they come running back from their skinny dip. Uh, the guy and the girl that are together, they start making out. They get into the tent. Yeah. Uh, the one who wanted to make Steve is kind of wandering around outside. Uh, she's like, hey, I'm just going to sleep out here. You guys go ahead. Uh, but she starts walking around, and this coroner pops up out of nowhere and just stabs this girl. This, bo- this, These bothered me. Because, well, she had to pee. So she goes past a bush behind a tree and she pees. And then instead of going the exact same way she came, they clearly the camera or something was over there. So they had to go around and come back around another tree. And the, the other girl does the exact same thing. And I was like, what the f- I don't, who does that? Unless it was slanted, maybe they didn't want to step in their pee. I don't know. <laughs> but I was like, there's something like a camera or, or light or something there that. <laughs> yeah. What would Bear Grylls do? How would he pee in this situation? I drink Into it. a cup and then drink it? Yeah. He'd be right by the road anyway, so it wouldn't really matter. <laughs> That's true. Like, Have you cab? seen that clip? Yeah. I've seen I, the one yeah. where he crosses like the. Yeah, there's like a the drop or whatever. There's like a chasm, and he like jumps over it, and then it cuts to another guy, like who like he literally makes the jump, and he just like switches his camera over, and the highway is right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've heard stories that there's like always a helicopter next to them, or there's like a van full of people. Like if he like, they very rarely really shoot it. The way that it's presented, but what happened to that guy? He's got he's got some Discovery Plus show. I'm guessing he's sure surviving he's a chef now. Hmm? Is it Discovery what? Plus, Discovery Now, whatever bullshit? It's always a plus. Just add they a plus are with to it. fucking WB. We haven't talked about this HBO Warner Brothers drama. I'm ready for Shutter Plus. What's that going to give me? Even scarier content. <laughs> That's the only true streaming service out there. It's five ninety nine, and it's always been that. And that's the one I'm always going to anyway. And like every week, they put out new stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's the best but, one. Yeah, and they're they're not putting out the volume that like the shit that Netflix is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they give you the month to really get into what they're putting out yeah thank you shutter uh we'll work for you please contact us yeah you can eat sushi off our naked bodies if you want totally yeah i think the 10 minute spiel in the beginning of this episode where i talked about how i'm not really a horror fan might <laughs> hurt oh, us it's even better it'll be like challenge accepted that's true yeah i could be the odd guy out mm-hmm 
All right. Uh, where are we on this thing? Uh, back in the, in the woods. Yeah, this, this hitchhiking hitchhiking couple is going at it. Uh, they show us the audience that condoms are lame and not necessary. Yes, they are, folks. Speak for yourself, Dan. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Can't feel like, anything with one of those on. You're like, I'm not watching this shit. <laughs> you threw your Mountain Dew at your TV and went upstairs. Oh, dude, when I was watching this, I took the condom off my dick and threw it on the ground because I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I fucking get it. I don't Somebody like wearing said these it, either. Finally. Mm-hmm. Why am I wearing this thing? Cron, mm-hmm. the problem is, is you're wearing it the inverse of when you're supposed to be wearing oh, it. I'm wearing them all the time, dude. Yeah, that's... It's not a piece of clothing. <laughs> Makes me feel better. <laughs> Got a layer between me and the world, you know? <laughs> How do you pee? You just put a new one on? You just fill it up, man. Yeah. <laughs> Things are waterproof, dude. <laughs> you poke a hole in the tip and <laughs> squeeze it out. Drain it. <laughs> I got to go drain, guys. Uh, give me 30. You realize we love condom-based humor on this podcast? <laughs> it's a funny implement, man. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, a- it is. It's an intro. We love pissing in condoms, it, shit in condoms. It, it, it has saved so many lives. It's like a nader bolt, dude. The mm-hmm. condom is. Without the condom, the planet would be so much worse than it is now. Mm-hmm. The condom is not good for the planet. It, okay, so there's the trade off. Yes, the. Every time you fuck with a condom, you're. Polluting. You're hurting the earth. You could... could There's other ways... Hey, we already stopped using straws, dude. That's Mm -hmm. to make up for... The turtles. The condom output. Yeah. Yeah. This is all coming from a guy who's never going to have to wear a paper condom. So what does he care? (laughs) A biodegradable paper condom. Not until somebody gets a turtle out of the ocean with a fucking condom on his head. That's when it changes. Or a baby. Animals are babies. That's the that's the line. And thank God we got more because nobody can get abortions. Mission accomplished. Right. This coroner, he walks over and grabs a fence post. Uh, he opens up the tent. And stabs this lady right through the chest. Now, guys, in the director's cut, uh, he rips the post up through her body and, like, splits her in half. Yeah, like, way better. Yeah. Like, kind of at the shoulder? No, he stabs her, like, kind of in the stomach. And then okay. he rips all the way up. Like, it cuts her, you know, her face in half. And she kind of, like, unfolds. Damn. Yeah. That's way better. Yeah, it's way better. <laughs> Fuck, I should have watched director's cut. And then it like showers, you know, that guy in a bunch of blood. So I think yeah. it's safe to assume he gets murdered too, but we don't see it. We cut back over to Diana. 
we see that coroner Jason is watching her from the tree line. She gets mm-hmm. surprised by a cop. Uh, he confronts her. The cop's girlfriend eventually shows up to get him. Uh, I can't remember what they were really talking about, but as he's getting into this car with his girlfriend, Jason kind of runs up and like slams the girlfriend's head in the door. It's real quick, but it's like a pretty effective shot. Yeah. All right, we cut over to coroner Jason. He's got this cop strapped to a table, completely nude. He's getting <laughs> this guy ready for a shave. He's sharpening up a straight razor. I guess this is all just to like transfer into another. I mean, it seems like a lot of work. Well, it seems like he did a lot more work here than with others. Mm-hmm. So... He's shaving him so he gets a better seal, I guess. I, yeah. It's not just a preference thing. Listen. Like this coroner knows he doesn't like to kiss a mustache. bearded men. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth here. I've had this mustache off and on for a good long while. Uh, if somebody has a bong, it's I can't get a seal on the damn thing with this fucking mustache. <laughs> It's it's the reason firemen have mustaches, really, because they have to have a seal for their mask. Mm-hmm. So the like the mustache is like the only facial hair that you can have. That makes sense. Yeah. But that one goes over the nose, right? I mean, bong over the nose kinda... and the, over the face, <laughs> over the whole face. Yeah, the bong you're just mm-hmm. just eating. So I edible. guess you're limited to a blunt or a pipe, then, right? Yeah. I'm like, come on, guys. There's, <laughs> Let's switch it up. Because I'm going home. Let's get a harsher high going, you know? I just like a gummy, man. I don't need all these tools. All right. Uh, Coroner Jason, he's got this cop. He's shaving him up. Uh... A real good job shaving, too. So, not just a machete. Jason knows his way around every blade. I'm not a dummy. I think this was movie magic. I think the guy was shaved beforehand, and then they used just a dull fake blade Oh, to fake it. I thought maybe you were going to say they did like a reverse. (laughs) (laughs) They're putting the mustache back on him. Did we see if Gillette uh, put any money into this? <laughs> the best that Jason can get. All right. After this guy's all shaved down, uh, this cop, he lays a, or the coroner lays a big old kiss on him and transfers his essence into him. Oh, Dan, by the way, it's uh, super slimy because there's like a little worm that comes out and Moves around. All right. Weak. Jason's heart was chewed, swallowed, and then turned turned into turned into a like a worm. Mm Hmm. Okay. We cut over to Diana, who's on the phone with her daughter. Uh, Jason, as the cop comes in, he just hangs up this phone and starts choking her. 
Uh, she looks in the mirror and can see that it's totally Jason doing this. She starts freaking out. What? She reaches into her, like, whatever little table her phone is on, uh, pulls out a gun and shoots this guy right in the head. I guess if she would have just shot him in the heart here, with a movie would have ended. Yeah. Well, no, she has to kill him with that blade. I thought it was just, like, taking the heart out would do it. So that's what I thought, too. And then the whole blade thing comes in later. She just watched Blade. <laughs> uh, this cop, he's trying to put uh, the Jason. Wait, where am I? Got uh, over to Diana. Shot him in the head. Yeah, she oh. shot him in the head. And this is where we find out that the daughter is dating the news guy, right? She mm-hmm. calls and she's like, I got a new boyfriend, which I've never done. I've never called my parents to say, like, I'm dating somebody new. Here you go. But I guess if this guy's a celebrity, mm-hmm. like if I started dating Jennifer Aniston, I'd probably call my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That'd be appropriate. Yeah. You call me too. We'll have a weekend. The way oh, you said you that to, sounds like you're yeah. trying to move in on Jennifer Aniston, who I Holmes am. is dating. That's exactly what I was. That's kind no, of no, 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 no. Kind of rude, dude. Come on. I'm changing everything. I'm getting my teeth whitened. I'm gonna you can't get just move in. Tan. You can't move in. I'm going keto. You got to show her who you are first before she'll allow you to to live. In this scenario, money. I've already shown who I am, no. and that's why Jennifer sh- sought me out. She's she's got to know who your friends huh, okay. are. Okay, you're. Uh, I really like her. Uh, like you, you know. Whoa, Jennifer Anderson's on the call. Oh. Oh, this is crazy. I'm a big fan, ma'am. A big fan. But you got to stay away. <laughs> yeah, I loved how in the Again. early 90s, uh, we basically just got to see your nipples on every episode of Friends. <laughs> so cold. Mm-hmm. I, uh, freezing set. I love Chandler all your work with so Adam Sandler. It was so hot on set. <laughs> I love all your work with Adam mm-hmm. Sandler, ma'am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 it's peewee now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this cop snaps to, he's trying to put the Jason worm into Diana, but Steven comes in and breaks it up. This cop throws a knife into Diana's back. Uh, Steve comes up and stabs him with a fire poker. Diana starts to tell Steve the truth about Jessica. but Next, just as she- next to a knife and a gun is the fire poker. Number one. Num- I mean, is that... Number three, I guess. That's yeah. got to be in a top five thing, right? Like, you just... There has to be a list on Letterboxd. I don't know, though, because it wasn't in the, you know, Clue board game. Have we had any other fire... That's po- a, yes. That's a, good, that's a good... Yeah, but how many people Unhinged. are... Unhinged. It was in the <laughs> attic. Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, go to your attic right now. There's probably a fire poker in there. Have we had any more? The only thing I found in my attic was that creepy ass uh, Mary Ma- or a uh, Mary photo that I sent you guys that Sam made me throw away. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, we are putting this behind Plexi and putting it on the wall." But yeah, it's probably back in your attic after you threw it away. So yeah, I think yeah. so. Mm-hmm. I 
trying to think of another film we covered that I had. I'm sure there is. A fire poker, yeah. Uh, just as Diane is trying to say all this shit, um, she basically dies. Another cop runs in. Steve kind of stands up, and he's got, you know, blood all over his hands, and he's like, it wasn't me. It was the he's other cop fu- that isn't outside anymore. He's got a fucking red shirt on with red blood on it. Mm-hmm. This looks like he pissed himself. He might All right. have, I don't know. On IMDb, sort by popular, most popular movies and TV shows tagged with the keyword fire poker. Jason goes to hell. We got Us, John Wick 3, It Chapter 2, Kill Bill, Last House on the Left. Goddamn. Secret Window, Slumber Party Massacre. Yeah, I was was thinking of that one because I was like, did they use it in there? I think, yeah, I remember that. Silver Bullet? Yeah. Puppet Master? Oh, shit. That's four movies. Fucking Puppet Man. When did they use it? I think they attack one of the puppets with a fire poker, right? Isn't it like one of the people? And then they use it against, doesn't he kill the, the boyfriend or some shit? I thought it was used against a puppet. Because in Puppet Master 1, they're kind of the, the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Maybe that was the problem of covering four movies <laughs> per episode. <laughs> oh, there's an episode of Family Matters called Car Wars. <laughs> you think Urkel finally loses it? Yeah, he... Com- commits vehicular <laughs> manslaughter in that episode. <laughs> All right, we cut over to the next day. Jessica arrives home while someone is cleaning up her mom's giant blood stain. <laughs> this is really nice of this lady. Mm-hmm. She's she's the hero of this movie. She's like just another waitress that worked mm-hmm. with her mom. Yeah, she watches the kid, everything. And she was the one who thought it was like kind of morbid that they were doing the Jason-themed shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, over in prison, Steve meets Creighton Duke. <laughs> Duke gives us a little uh, exposition stating that it uh, must be a bummer to be accused of murdering the mother of the girl you love. Steve reiterates that he didn't do it. Creighton's like, yeah, I know. It was Jason. Sure. Uh, Creighton you- offers... He says, like, you gotta be the sorriest sack of shit I've ever seen, right? Like, great, great opening line. Creighton offers that there might be a way out of this. Steve's like, you got to tell me. Duke says information like that's pretty expensive. Uh, between the cells, Creighton Duke says, give me your hand. Steve sticks his hand through. Duke's like, hey, are you ready to pay? Steve's like, yeah, what's the price? And then Creighton Duke just like snaps one of his fingers so this director has had this scene wrote since he started writing movies. Mm-hmm. And he's just never knew where to put it. And boom. I like that, though. <laughs> Makes no sense. Just tell me. Because you're uh, trying to get Jason, too. <laughs> well, it's just like the diner scene. Like... Uh, Diana was integral to Creighton Duke's plan, so he pisses her off. Steve is clearly integral to hit the next step of his plan, so why not break some of his fingers? Creighton Duke sucks at his job. 
Uh, Steve falls to the ground. Duke explains that there's only one way to kill Jason. You have to destroy the heart. Uh, and now that Diana's dead, there's only one person left that can do that, and that's her daughter. Steve asks, why is that the case? Duke's like, hey, man, that's another question. You're going to have to pay the price. <laughs> Once again, Steve puts his hand through the cell. Uh, Good thing gets, I got ten of these. <laughs> gets another finger broken. Uh, Duke explains that the bodies that Jason is jumping into can't really contain them. They'll start to rot and decay, and he can't stay permanently. Steve's like, okay, what's that have to do with Jessica? Uh-oh, when do you know it? One more question, you gotta pay. We break another finger. Duke goes on to explain um, that Diana was actually Jason's sister, which makes Jessica and Stephanie, which is the baby, Jason's only living relatives. This is important for two reasons. Those are the only bodies that Jason can live in permanently. Um, And the other flip side is those are the only people that can actually kill Jason and not have him come back to life. So that's like the whole additional shit that this movie piles in, you know? I wish we would have known that the uh, eight other films. (laughs) Uh, Duke advises Steve that he needs to go to the Voorhees house and find proof that he can show to Jessica. Steve starts screaming in his cell. A A cop comes to check on him. Steve shows him that his hand is all fucked up. And when this cop gets close to him, Steve grabs him, takes his gun, puts the cop in the cell, and locks him in there. Classic. Uh, Guys, I think this might be just about time to take a pee break. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals podcast. If you're just joining us, uh, you're probably sitting in an empty room with just your condom on. But hey, we're happy you're listening. We're building this thing one listener at a time, and we're happy to have you. Uh, We're in the middle of Jason Goes to Hell, a movie I can already tell is going to be at the top of these guys' list. Yeah, right to the top. Number one. I might actually bump this pretty high just to uh, bump it down periodically with every rewind. Sure. That's a good way to go about it. Just to watch it. Yeah, fall. (laughs) Uh, We cut over to the diner. The other waitress uh, shows up with Stephanie. This is the one that was cleaning up the blood stain earlier. At first, uh, the roller derby restaurant owner says, no, uh, you got to get that baby out of here. But she gets a call and changes her mind uh, and says that you can take the baby in the back. She starts loading a gun like she's never seen it done before. She's like fucking (laughs) holding like with her palms and putting the clip in. 
Uh, she announces to her husband that Steve has escaped and he's got a gun. Shit. Steve's already in the back of the restaurant. He goes over and looks at the baby. Uh, the owner's son, he's like, hey, take my car, just get out of here. Steve leaves and drives over to the Voorhees' house. Once inside, he finds the Necronomicon from <laughs> Evil Dead. Yeah. Sweet. Think about that. Uh, were, were there plans? I don't think there were any plans from what I looked up. I think but. from what I read, the director was like, Jason is a deadite. Like, he believes that's the whole genesis for Jason. Like, that's how he's able to get killed and come back and do all that shit. So he kind of slipped this in as a homage to the evil dead. little Easter egg. Mm-hmm. While he's looking around, uh, the reporter from Case Files, who I finally wrote his name down in my notes here, it's Robert Campbell. Uh, he comes in. He's on the phone and freely admits that he dug up Diana's body and has hidden it in the Voorhees house. Uh, he's also like, that's totally crazy that I did that because I'm sleeping with Jessica. <laughs> like, this guy's just announcing all the crazy shit he does. Yeah. I dug up Diana. As he's confessing uh, all of his sins to Job from the lawnmower man, uh, cop Jason <laughs> throws open the door, flips this guy over, and shoots his uh, slimy little worm into this guy's mouth. But this one didn't require a seal, right? Mm -hmm. This one, we kind of see it. It didn't require a shave, at least, I mean. Yeah. Well, that TV guy, he was he was clean shaven already, I guess. Mm -hmm. Our cop instantly falls down and melts into a big pile of goo. I think this is director's That's cut good. only. No. We got... You sent us the director's cut uh, scene, right? Oh, yeah. I did send you the, this scene, the director's think, cut version. I think we got most of it, but not... I don't think it was as long. I think there's a part where he, like, kind of lifts up off the ground and, like, his lower jaw... That was like, on there. Oh, okay. That's, like, the coolest shot of that segment, so... I like I liked this. This uh, was primetime slime, Kron. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is like truly a slimy scene in this movie, so. Yeah. yeah. A slimy scene. Yeah. It meets minimum criteria, Dan. Uh, all right, we cut over to Jessica at home. She gets into the shower and starts to cry. Suddenly the lights go out. Oh, Jason fuck. fucking loves this shit, guys. <laughs> number one MO right here. Mm -hmm. uh, this lady, let's see, makes it out to her car. Uh, she gets a flashlight and a hammer. Robert comes up and surprises her. Just as he's going in for uh, the final transfer of essence, Steve pops up and stops it. Punches Robert Steve. right in the face. 
Yeah, like. Oh no, it's the it's the diner lady. Like he punches her chin in, right? Like her mouth in. <laughs> yeah, you know, like a butthole. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit later. It's the second movie we've had in this category that does that. Mm-hmm. Steve's just about able to get into his car um, before Robert pops up again. Steve runs him over a couple times for good measure. Steve pulls over, tries to explain everything that's going on to Jessica. Um, <clears throat> he ends up with, we need to protect you and your baby. Jessica acts like she's on the same page, but punches Steve and steals the car. Classic she, woman. She gets over to the sheriff's office, um, lets them know that Steve killed Robert. Cop car pulls up on Steve. Luckily, it's his buddy who he locked up earlier, but I guess he's not mad because, you know, they go way back. They're buds. Yeah. Uh, this guy does punch Steve, though, and Steve gives him a fucking Goldberg level it Seems spear. like he might be kind of mad then. I mean, he's mad, but they're, you know. He's disappointed. It's the same way as, like, if you punch Dan, you guys it, would be drinking a beer an hour later. I think it was more of like, hey, dude, you gave me a hard time at work. Like, I had to deal with that shit at work. Like, any yeah. other thing would have been cool, but not at work, dude. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Dan and I have never had physical fisticuffs. We've only had one argument. Did We've I? We've only had, we, yeah, there was, like a, there was like one little week there where you and I were mad at each other. I don't know if you remember that. I hate all of you. Yeah. Was it when, uh... Dan tried to start dating Jennifer Aniston behind your back. <laughs> that fucking bitch, man. I'm telling you. She's a, she's a fucking whore, dude. Go, go. I'm Who's still recording. Who's both. that behind you? I'm nobody. That's my housekeeper. Damn, that's a ton of a vino behind you. I mean, that's suspicious right there. Honestly, guys, that's the only reason I'm with her. Dan, where's the where's the plunger? <laughs> Shh, Murray, my, my massive shit has stopped up the toilet. <laughs> I, I took a giant crap. All right, guys, I'm breaking up with her next. I'm week. tired of this crap. She's horrible. My dumps are as big as a baby's leg, and I used that Aveeno lotion, and I was all slippery, and I slipped off the toilet seat. Huh? <laughs> oh. been, I, I, huh? She's been eating it. <laughs> So Slides right so out of me. <laughs> she looks like young on the inside. Yeah, she's real greasy. All right, Steve catches this cop with a Goldberg level spear, knocks him right into the cop car. Over at the police office, Robert shows up. Uh, there's a sweet De Palma diopter shot right here, where you get yeah. like. The cop in focus in the front, and then in the back, there's, you know, Robert coming in and beating the shit out of everybody. You think they just, like, they were going through what they had, and somebody's like, hey, we got this lens, if you want to, like, oh, shit. Yeah, let's throw that in there. Mm-hmm. Ow. 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 Fuck. You, dude, you did it. No, I did it, but you stayed on it. You stayed uh, on it. I gotta talk. I gotta talk to these guys. I it's been, 
I'll call him back. Just get on. Whenever you come in, here. just yeah. that's the just worst part is the fifteen call. seconds of Seven Day Reynolds. What's up, boys? Who were you on hey, the phone with? Yeah. Uh, my assistant, of course. How many phones uh, do you have? Yeah. Six. Six. And they're you all know, Nokia's. What is the deal? Like, get a smartphone finally. No. You you you, know, you gotta have something that works. If it works, don't change it. Sure. What are you what, what are you guys doing? We're talking about another movie, as we yeah. always are every time it is, I interrupt. I know it's been a while since you've been here, but it's the same thing. We, mm-hmm. We're pretty bland guys. Uh, I've been listening. I've heard you, I heard you got that war, Warhol character on here last week. You're the mm-hmm. one guy then listening. Yeah, we uh, had a- We see the number. I we listen had, every week, guys. Come on. We had Andy Warhol on. He's <laughs> uh, a great artist. Mm-hmm. Yep. He collaborated with me uh, for uh, uh, the Fury. Oh yeah, no, I didn't. It's too artsy. I got rid of it. You scrapped your own movie, <laughs> The Fury, which I don't. I don't understand art, so sorry. Yeah, me neither. Anyway, um, what do you? You gotta have something, dude. You gotta come in hot. I not. We're I'm talk- still. I'm we're still- talking. Jason goes to hell. There's an obvious split diopter shot, which you are, of course, the master of. Uh, Adam Mucus. Is that the director? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, yeah. Copy. Copycat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I can't help it. I mean, I'm, I'm a world-famous director. Holy mackerel. What do, you, what do you feel about the swing that this movie takes? I don't like Marvel movies. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what do you What do you feel about the swing that this particular what, movie takes? What year was this? Nineteen ninety three. So where am I at in my career in ninety three? You just um, did uh, Raising Cain. Yeah, Raising Cain came out. Cron uh, Howard just got hard because you were on that Raising world Kane. tour. <laughs> you know, Raising Cain was a Phenomenal. massive hit. I mean, yeah. isn't Raising Cain really my uh, Friday the 13th kind of, right? It's maybe your... Mm. No. You got to think on that. See, so. there's, there's a part of me that would say maybe Mission Impossible, because at least that starts a franchise. Like, that's... that's they really never let me week. finish it. They never let me finish. That would be cool. Maybe you came in and did the 10th one. I'm oh, still, a, I'm still alive. Awesome. I'm still yeah, alive. That'd be cool. Instead, I'm writing this movie about a fucking pervert. I don't know. Yeah, that's been in and it's out been, of the news yeah, for man. years now. You've been yeah, I mean, development hell. It's not really uh, topical anymore, is it? De Palma goes to hell with this uh, script here, dude. What's the deal? Why are you guys covering that Jason movie? Because uh, Dan threw a slimy-ass, dirty category at us. Mm-hmm. I got plenty of slimy movies. You ever seen Carrie? That's not really slime. It's more fiery than slimy. I mean, there's a all oh, that pig's blood. What are you talking about? Cron? I would call that slimy, Cron. That's, That's like, like one. That has as much slime as this movie does. If if we're gonna start splitting hairs like that, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, I'm taking Carrie slimier than Jason goes to hell. Carrie's more of a Everybody's seen Carrie. Everybody likes Carrie. I've never seen Carrie. I don't watch my own movies. Well, 
you've seen it all as you were filming it, so. It's true. Um. Anyway, guys, it's not coming along great. I'm just saying, the, I, I stopped in and I know it's been a while. I'm sorry. Uh, the writing's going terrible. Uh, I just found out I got a kidney stone. Um, Dude, yeah, it's rough. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's why I haven't been in in a while. I Too much wine. Sure. That was Bones' problem, too. Yeah. I drink the, that red wine because it's got tannins. Mm-hmm. And, you know. I don't know what he's talking about. Bones would do that thing. Where's the other he, guy? He would uh, blend he up is, the cork in the bottle. He is though. plunging uh, Jennifer Aniston's giant crap. Oh, Jennifer. You know, I was thinking about casting her in this new uh, pervert intern movie. Would she? You know what? That'd be cool because I. it'd be great to have old people back in movies. Yeah, you know, I noticed that too. You know, I never. Uh, why'd they get away from that? Is she going to play the pervert intern? Nah. She'll play the. Oh, it's a pervert lead. intern. Yeah, I don't know. Intern it. dealing with a pervert. I think the movie started as one thing, but it's that classic Hollywood story that it's. Look, it's obviously transformed into. Oh, like you pitched it to somebody and then they were like no actually i want to play this other role so Mm -hmm. i'm blocked uh i'll admit it you guys you want me to come on the next category i can do all three episodes i'll book myself in right now we've done that before we've done that before and it took an emotional toll on the people that joined us we it's got to be better than what i got going on holy mackerel maybe maybe we'll cover another one of your movies one of these days mm-hmm. you know Verhoeven he never fucking called me back that asshole yeah that is he doesn't rude. have a cell phone it's pretty rude I did watch uh, Bender Overetta <laughs> know what I mean <laughs> that was Kron loved it yeah Kron's been trying to get us to watch it for a year yeah it's really good hey it's yeah. a it's a pretty long movie Robocop has a real slimy scene Robocop. Well, let me tell you, there's a couple snail, snail trails in Benedetta. <laughs> Thanks, right, BDP. I've got to get out of here. My interns all over my ass over here. i got to call a Leonardo DiCaprio back. You know how it is. <laughs> Your pervert intern's getting out oh, here. Yeah, which which no, phone? not that. My actual one. Uh, Leo always calls the, the five phone. So, you know. Number five? Yeah. Nokia 5. He's not, he, he's not a number one. I feel like Leo go, would be a number one. I'm going to go drink a LaCroix because I can't drink wine right now. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, Sleep I'll, on your side, buddy. Hey, Sleep text me. Text me. Uh, we'll we'll talk about the next category, okay? I lo- love you guys. Uh, you're, you're still doing shit. Though. See you, buddy. Oh, love you too, BDP. Dan. Did you wash your hands, dude? Ah. Uh, Oof. Taco night. Don't tell him about my big crap. <laughs> go go to bed. You know um, what? Karan, on second thought, I'm glad she left me for him. You, you can have her I'm back. Fine. I slather the tacos in a vino. It's delicious. They're disgusting. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What? Uh, what happened, we, guys? What happened? Uh, uh, while well, you were plunging, BDP showed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that motherfucker. He's been a while, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. he 
juggling a bunch of calls. Oh. Yeah, he's got a lot of Nokia phones yeah, out there. That's, yeah, he's when he's going to be done with that new movie. Fuck. Yeah, he didn't really have the pull like he did before. Well, I think originally it was a movie about the Weinstein, like Weinstein thing, yeah. but now it just, I think the title now is Pervert Intern, which is a whole <laughs> separate movie, so. I mean, my ticket's bought. I mean, We should just write it for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, give the guy a break. Yeah, if we shot him the script, he might be, you know. Yeah. He might take it out. He likes us, so. Well, I'm, Pervert Intern sounds like a movie BDP could make the hell out of anyway, so. I, I was just sitting here thinking, though, that I, I might send that to Verhoeven first. There's a little crossover. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Okay, where are we on this fucking movie? Uh, it's your pick. All right, so. We're having a blast. This cop, he's got one goal. It's to get this worm into Jessica. Is that where we are? Isn't that every guy's goal? <laughs> just get to, oh. yeah, just get to the house. Yeah, yeah so that, that, that's Robert's goal. He's he's gonna get this worm into this lady. Uh, Yo, babe, can I put my worm in you tonight? <laughs> this main sheriff runs up, uh, but Robert kind of fucking. It looks like he smashes this guy's nose into his fucking brain. It's pretty sweet. Looked good. In the hallway, Robert's chasing Jessica. Uh, Steve's being led in the opposite way. When he sees Robert, he does this sweet fucking jump to slip his cuffs. Uh, He grabs the cop's gun, pushes him out of the way. Jessica gets free. Steve unloads on Robert uh, and shoots him right in the head. Boom. Okay. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Some other cops come in and check the scene. They find Robert, uh, but he grabs these two guys and slams their heads together so hard that their skin falls off. You guys like that? Is that doing anything for you? I'm not into that. Oh, okay. What a way to go. (laughs) They're probably best buds, though. Yeah, they probably liked it. You know, they probably ride or die. Thank God we're going out like that. Jessica and Steve get over to the restaurant. This big lady pulls a gun on him. Uh, her son grabs another gun, and she tells him, head over uh, to the police station and see what's happening. Outside, this kid's practicing his gun moves when Robert walks up and breaks this guy's arm, exposing his bone. I think Brutal. that's director's cut content no we see it i think you see the bone more prominently in the director's cut okay i see the bone come out that's i need i got enough there's not a specific insert of it but it's like in a two shot Mm -hmm. you see it pop out yeah i famously do not like that (laughs) nice little bone hanging out of the fucking wrist there Robert gets inside. Uh, Steve and the waitress just start unloading on him. This doesn't stop. Uh, He grabs the owner. Wait. uh, Robert grabs the owner's husband and deep fries his head. (laughs) 
Then this owner lady tries to stop him, but he elbows her so hard that her entire jaw caves in, and it looks like a butthole mouth. Uh, I guess we did Blood Diner. They did deep fry a head in that. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right, in the back room, uh, Robert grabs Jessica, but the waitress shoots him in the leg uh, and then in the face. While he's stunned, she picks up a piece of rebar and impales him with it. He grabs her and impales her onto the same piece of rebar. Now that's cool. Nice. That's pretty cool. I will say that, yes. Come on, Bone. Stay. It's fucking cool, dude. It's cool, man. It's all right. Uh, go to hell, she says, and then Jason grabs her head and pops it like a watermelon. <laughs> All right, Jessica gets out and steals a truck and leaves Steve. Steve finds a note that says, I have your baby come to the Voorhees house alone. I would just leave. <laughs> if you were Steve? like I'd drive back to Crystal Lake and see if you could still bang that chick or not. Yeah, man. It's like, I got to do all this, and then I just got to raise and pay for this child? Like, nah. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, we cut over to Jessica arriving at the Voorhees house. Creighton Duke's inside. Jessica tells him, hey, Robert's dead. You're not getting your money. Duke says it's not about the money anymore. He tosses her a knife, which transforms into a slightly longer knife. <laughs> Duke says you've got to kill him. You're a Voorhees. It's got to be you. He's going to keep coming. It's you or him. At the diner, one more cop shows up. Robert attacks. Cut back over to the house. We see some headlights roll up. Uh, Duke says by this point, Jason's jumped into another body. You can't trust anyone, not even Steve. Just then, Duke falls through a trap door that's in the Voorhees house. Uh, this house was obviously put together by a real Kevin McAllister, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're almost done with this thing. Uh, the old cop named Ed comes in. He says, give me the knife. Uh, the young cop that Steve locked up also comes in. Duke's in the pit, and he's like, I don't know, just fucking kill both of them. You don't know which one Jason is. <laughs> Ed reaches out. Jessica kills him. Uh, the young cop grabs baby Stephanie and starts transferring the slime worm. Steve runs in, runs in and cuts uh, this young cop's throat. So, um, let's see. The slime worm with Jason's heart. I think that's right. Crawls out. Uh, Steve grabs it, throws it in the pit with Duke. The worm finds Diana's corpse and shoots right into her asshole. <laughs> Jason pops up through the floorboard in his true form. Now, how that happens, I have yeah, no fucking clue. There's question marks on my notes here. <laughs> what? The, that he jumped 12 feet in no, well, how, how why is that he Jason, Jason? <laughs> should have been the lady <laughs> well but 
the the lore is that if he gets inside of a Voorhees body, he'll his return. True self, I guess. Yeah, <sighs> yeah but she's his, dead. His sister's butt. <laughs> <laughs> this is all incest. That's all it's about. Uh, all right. Jessica's trying to grab the dagger. She's clearly holding a fake baby during this part. Uh, Creighton Duke gets his back broken, and the dagger falls into the basement. Oh, no. Of course. Steve tackles Jason through a window. Jason's beating him with a rake. Uh, (laughs) Jessica runs down and gets the dagger. Jessica runs out, jumps through the air with the dagger, gives Jason the reach around, and stabs him right in the center of his chest. This was kind of a nice callback, like the run of her in slow motion. Like if you remember at the end of the first one. Okay, yeah. When what's her name is running at uh at the mom. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I gotcha. All these laser beams start shooting out of Jason. The sky turns a cloudy green. Jessica runs up and kicks the dagger fully into his chest. This causes the gates to to hell to open. Uh, all these clay golems and demons start to grab Jason and pull him down into hell. Metal as fuck, dude. A few also get a hold of Steve, but Jessica runs over and saves him. It takes her a minute to um, yeah, to decide like, to do this. Mm. Eventually, do I, see, do I want to be a single mother? <laughs> no. Eventually, the gates close. Jason's gone. The next morning, the sun is shining bright. Steve and Jessica walk arm in arm. Over on the ground, the wind blows and exposes Jason's mask. Whoa. As we see it on the ground, Freddy Krueger's knife hand shoots up, grabs the mask, and drags it down below. What? Setting up some sort of possible Jason versus Freddy scenario in the future. Mm-hmm. Ten years later. The end. <laughs> uh, guys, that was Jason Goes to Hell from 1993, directed by Adam Marcus. Uh, I don't know. You guys got any final thoughts you want to get to before... Dan hits us with those sweet deets. Um, I got some feedback from some some listeners, some some fellow um, podcasters. I can read that after Dan hits us with some some knowledge, though. Upon further research, gentlemen, Jason goes to hell from 1993, directed by Adam Marcus was released August 13th, 1993. So we're almost there. We're on a few days from now. Released Budget. on Friday the 13th. Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Budget was $3 million. Cron Howard, how much money do you think this movie grossed? Uh, I looked up the box office for this, so I know. <laughs> It's a banger, fifteen point nine million. Mm-hmm. 
but the second lowest grossing Jason movie of the franchise. Uh, there is a comic book that links eight and Jason goes to hell together. What? Through that comic. Um, the oh, jungle that, gym. That's all the backstory you need bones. It's in that comic book that, yeah, look it up. Well, bro. fuck me for not seeking that out. Shows him how he gets from a melted pile of goo to a fully formed man again. Well, I mean, technically, Kron did not send us that link to read that comic, so. Yeah. Uh, um, sounds like it's still canon, though. I mean, I don't, I didn't have to provide you parts one through seven, either. I have them on Blu-ray. Or um, one through eight, I mean. <laughs> through seven. Yeah, don't watch, don't watch eight. Just read the comic, though. The uh, jungle gym that Jason flips over that was featured in the movie The Birds. Um, original ideas for when they we were got up. the jungle gym from the birds. It's gonna I, be great. I read that and I was like, "Yep, that is that." Oh, is that was one. a solemn day that that flatbed pulled up. Wait, this is the one from the birds. White glove in. delivery. Put it in. I don't even remember the jungle gym scene from the birds. Yeah, that's how we got it. So cheap. <laughs> Uh, before this was a thing, they had thrown around some, uh, ideas. One of them was Jason goes to LA where he would be, uh, put into the middle of a gang war at the time. Very 1993 of them. Um, only Jason movie to be released in the nineties. Uh, John McTiernan was offered the chance to direct this movie, but turned it down to work on Last Action Hero. Thank God. Um, Adam Marcus has stated that the worst thing they did was to write a baby into the script, because I had to keep that going as they progressed. I don't work with kids or animals. <laughs> so, and, that, and that's all I got, guys. Uh, Kron, we've talked about this before. You brought it up this episode that there was there's a lot of divisiveness with this particular entry into the franchise. So I reached out to some other some other podcasters just to see like what what is their take on this. Uh, I can't tell you that Greg from Weekly Podcast Massacre said uh, specifically about the heart. Uh, the only thought is that the movie makes Jason's heart look really fucking tasty. He says, I'd take that Jason heart with a side of fries. That huge chomp the Deadwood guy takes makes me jealous. I'd take it so, with five Jason fingers, though. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I told him I really liked the Deadpool, or uh, De Deadpool, Deadwood pull. So the guy who plays the coroner plays uh, Hosteller in Deadwood. And then uh, DK from Nerds, Geeks, in the Kitchen Sink, huge fan of this movie. I got a long quote here to read from. Yes, Jason doesn't always have to be at camp, and it's, it's a refreshing change of pace for the franchise. Also, making Jason a deadite is badass. DK is a huge evil dead fan. And expanding his lore to make it so he can take over anyone via buttworm is cool. He could be anyone. You'll never know for sure that your neighbor neighbor isn't Jason. I check if, all my neighbors' assholes for worms, so I think I'd know. Okay. Just saying. Do you do the scotch tape trick? Are you supposed to do it on your dog? Hmm? 
Yeah, I do okay. that. I um, do the finger trick. All of them. <laughs> if you compare Jason Goes to Hell against some of the later Freddies or Halloweens, it still seems pretty much right in line with a franchise that has seen him reanimated via lightning strike, take orders from his mother's severed head, and put him against a girl with psychic powers. The people who say it's too out there should go back and rewatch. My stance is firm here. Hell yeah, DK. I can dig it. Yeah. I think he brings up a good point. We kind of talked about that too. Like when you sort of get deep into a franchise, you kind of have to do some stuff to keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. My problem or my point being, if you're going to take that swing and if you fucking miss, you missed. I, I, I respect taking the swing, but. Well, that's a good lead in to the international famous Rate My Letterboxd. Rate My Box. People are just isolating this game and putting it everywhere. It's viral. Yeah, they, they mash a skip 15 until they get here. So it takes. Mm-hmm. It's the only five minutes they clicks. listen to. The smarter thing to do is just scrub all the way to the end and then scrub 15 back. Mm-mm. They do it the other way. No. Oh. They haven't figured that out yet. The fuck, fucking idiots that listen to this show. <laughs> we love all our listeners. There's one I could do without, quite honest, but that's all right. Uh, Dan, I have a grid prepared. This was Kron's pick. Lead us off there, Dan. Uh, gentlemen, at the time of our review for Jason Goes to Hell from 1993, directed by Adam Marcus, uh, Karan mentioned this at the beginning. The Letterboxd user rating is a 1.8. All right. Bones. I'm going with the with the 1.5 for you. Karan, I'm going with a 3.0. Cron 3.5, Dan 1.5. I'm going to go Bones, a 1.5, Dan, I think a 2.0. All right, gentlemen. Uh, Dan just put his hand up, indicating a five-star review incoming. <laughs> Oh, I took that as, wait a minute, I need to take this condom off my dick. Mm-hmm. Give me five minutes to say, Cron Howard, this was better than the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. Cron Howard, this looked like Lifetime Movies produced a Jason film. Um, horrible acting all around. Um, Could have been a little slimier. It was slimy enough, Dan. <laughs> Terrible lead character with our guy here. I did just the weeb. Is that? <laughs> I just this guy would have been dead in two in the first two minutes of any other Jason movie. Maybe that's why they put it in there. I don't know. Um, I'm a I'm a two I mean, 
it's a Jason film. So I like some of the kills. Like I said, I don't, I don't think this was like, fuck that. Like, I think it's all right. Nostalgia pick, I guess, because like I said, it came out when I was that age and I really, really wanted to see it. But yeah, 2.0 for me. I'm a little higher than, than the average. Bones? Thank you, Dan. Cron, uh, thanks for the pick. Um, you don't mean that. No. I. Hey, man. I know what we're getting into. This is, this is my least favorite of the franchise. It really is. Going into this, I would have... I think I'd seen it maybe twice before. I sat down to do my initial watch for research. Was that a, a was that a, a one? Talking about it here today, going through it, talking about the swing that I really do appreciate. I think I'm gonna add a point five to that. I am a one point five on this. It's definitely better than a lot of other boring things that we've watched. But there's a lot working against this thing. And honestly, you could just cut a few things out of it and maybe it would work better. I don't know. I kind of I, I kind of like Steve. I like the idea of a sort of dweeby guy sort of stuck in this situation. But, man, Creighton Duke is like you set this whole thing up and it's just – so lame and bad and no payoff yeah and the rest of the characters are so bland and interchangeable at at several times you're like wait which cop is this which waitress is this um it was still a fun watch i had fun tonight so 1.5 all right cool guys uh i definitely don't I don't want to try to convince you that your scores are wrong because <laughs> I think your scores are fine. I do want to try to convince you of a few things, though, why my score I think is more accurate. Um, just to cut cut to the end here, I guess, uh, I am going to give this a 3.0, and here are my reasons why. Number one, I do think people... People do, you know, they refer to this as a commercial failure. But as Dan said, like, this movie cost $3 million to make. At box office, it made $16 million. Um, And I think this was absolutely probably a play for home video market in the first place. So they probably made even more money on top of that. Um, I don't know if anybody, if I ever had $3 million and somebody said they could make it 16, I would take that deal any day. Like just by owning this franchise, making this movie was hitting print on a giant money machine that existed somewhere. Um, So I don't know if like that is your biggest failure. It's really not that bad. Uh, But more importantly, like Friday the 13th part one, like, I mean, I, I do think this iteration is like the most B movie that the franchise gets, but part one was a B movie. It just, it's become this thing that's like higher now than, you know, 
but like it lives on still. But at the time, it was literally just people being like, we have a little bit of money. How can we make a movie that gets us slightly more money than we have right now? Like that was the whole goal for Friday part one. Um, and then I think ultimately like people shit on this movie for the crazy kind of body swapping thing that it does. But this is a, like, like DK was saying, this is a franchise where, uh, part one, you have to accept that Jason is a frog boy that's lived underwater. Part two, you have to, you have to be okay with the movies are like six months apart and he's aged seven years at least. Um, and he's, you know, living as a redneck in the woods, like part six, you have to accept that he comes back via lightning strike. Like there's just so every one of these movies requires an insane leap of, you know, belief for you to even buy in to the premise of the movie in the first place. So Yes, this is a big swing and it doesn't work like the way that they pro that anyone probably wanted it to like it's not the best premise in the world and the execution of it is not done completely well. But every single one of these movies is like a crazy premise. So I don't know. This is like a fun kind of way to switch it up. Uh, I don't know. It's a 90s B movie. That's exactly what it is. People shit on this one way too much. Like, it's pretty fun at the end of the day. I think it's pretty fun. Um, so, yeah. You guys aren't wrong, but it's a 3.0. All right, guys. I'm updating our spreadsheet here. So we calculate the average score of the movie, thus dictating its place upon the big list. Okay. Are you wearing khakis? All right, guys. Uh, Friday the 13th, Jason Goes to Hell would have an average rating from the three of us of 2.16. This would land at number 59 on the big list, right below Halloween Kills, right above Monster Dog. Monster Dog! Uh, Just for a point of reference, The Greasy Strangler is 54 the other movie selected in this category. So well below the greasy strangler. I'm shit scared. Uh, Congratulations, guys. You both uh, got scored perfect on rate. My letterbox. You both got a 2.0 and I sucked ass as is the new norm with a 1.0. All right, at the end of this round, uh, I would be leading with an 11.5. Dan would be in second place with a 9.5. And Bones, sadly, in third with an 8.5. Not coming back. No way. Uh, Well, guys, that wraps up 
the slimy selection for greasy, grimy, slimy, which means there's only one more adjective to drop off this list. That's going to be grimy. Uh, So I guess we're going to go take a few showers right now. A few each. Got to. Uh, Yeah. Make sure you put a fresh condom on after you're done with all that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going back out to work, so. And then it's part uh, of our uniform now. Join us back here on the pod to figure out what Bones has selected for greasy, grimy, slimy in the grimy selection. Until then, eat your Jason fingers. Crash and burn. Watch out for them butt worms. you wouldn't wear my robe why it's comfortable because i can't wear yours you've got these tiny little noodle arms i can't even let's cut the things just let me have my robe hey welcome back to the after showers part of the show it's where we reveal next week's pick why we do it after i don't know we just we do it that's how we do it tradition yeah i love it Dan, when you dropped this category on me, I um, or on us, Kron had to deal with it too. <laughs> I thought, you know, I like stretching every once in a while, get out of my comfort zone, but not for too long. I'm, I'm a, I am a creature of habit. And you had said, "Hey, greasy, grimy, slimy," but you you don't have to focus in on one of them and. We thought, well, maybe we'll try that. Kron, you texted and said, you're more slimy than I am. I'm more of a grimy guy. Mm -hmm. All right, let me accept that. (laughs) A little bit of a a break there. I I thought about it. Went through several movies, several ideas. I was trying to think, what what do I think of grime? And, fellas, this this was the biggest batch of potential movies that I had, I think, come up with yet. And then whenever I'm the tail end of this, I always try to cap it off. I try to come up with some way to make this a very interesting category, right? So when I looked at this thing at a whole, Gracie Strangler, very adult comedy, gross out, not something you'd watch with the family. Maybe a layered movie. Maybe I need to watch it again. Who knows? Maybe, I'll, maybe a little break for me. I don't know. Friday the 13th, part of this massive horror slasher franchise. Again, not something that you'd really want to watch with your family. Oh, speak for yourself. Slimy, dirty, you know. So I was trying to think how do we how do we level the ship? Is there anything that I could do? What kind of kids monkey movie do you have in store for us? <laughs> and then I started to think, you know, let me let me see if I could if I wasn't just attached to grimy, what would I pick? So I started to think greasy, and I started to look at slimy and. Fellas, I think I came up with something that meets all three fucking adjectives here. I think I got grease, I got slime, and I got grime. 
fellas, when I think grime, I think junkyards. I think sewers. When I think slime, you know I'm thinking ooze. And when you think grease, I'm thinking dirty New York style pizza. Mm -hmm. That brings us right back to the turtles, baby. Good. We're doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze from 1991. Brought up in this very episode was uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which we watched for Red Sauce. Dan, are, are, are you approving this selection? Ooze. I think would be slimy. Yeah. Right? I, I guess. Yes. <laughs> it does have New York grime. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, I hope, I hope those wheels in your head start turning about how you're going to mix in uh turtles in time into this thing at some point in the future. <laughs> What's this a collaboration? I take it. Yeah. We, we should all pick a Turtles movie. Yeah, this wasn't, I mean, this wasn't purposeful, but I mean, this was something I was like, you know what? When, pretty much when we watched the first one, I thought, we're going to get to the second one. Eventually. Oh my God. Now, I haven't seen this movie in a very long time. I used yeah, to watch part while. one over and over because I had the VHS of it, but yeah, this one was like a, my cousin had the VHS and I watched it you know, once this year and then maybe three years down the road, I'd get to see it again or something. Yeah. Well, this is also for you, Kron, to stop calling it a Power Rangers movie. Well, I would say Power Rangers Secret of the Ooze, but I believe I'm referring to Power Rangers Ivan Ooze, which is a character in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. The movie, yeah. They should have come up with a fucking subtitle for that thing but so all yeah. out all right yeah you're good the turtles are back on five day rentals mighty morphin power rangers ooze discharge like that would have been good mm-hmm. here he goes folks and they had to like remove alkaline from them or something to make them <laughs> yeah Get him back to what a was, base what or was something. It, what was it? Did we figure out what the robot's name was? Alpha Five. Yeah. Or some shit. Yeah, sounds right. Lord Zed, you've oozed me. <laughs> Danger Rangers. Ooh. <laughs> 1991, directed by Michael Pressman. Features the uh, recently deceased David Warner. Who hams it up in this bad boy. We get a different April. Sadly, no Casey Jones. We get there the was... stunt team from Drive, uh, 1997 Drive. Yeah. Uh, famously, there was some rights issues, so they can't use Bebop and Rocksteady. They had to create some... Fuck. Is it Razor and something else? Yeah, something else. Rock and roll or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stoked, man. I hope you guys are ready. Maybe comes in at like eighty something minutes. I think. Uh, do you know eighty-eight if, minutes? If this is available anywhere, available on HBO Max nice. and Tubi. 
So let's milk HBO Max for all we can before it, it better gets not. all fucked up. Well, fuck yeah, dude. Yep. Uh, Dan, you have a rating you need to erase real quick, too. Do I have one on there? Yep. For two? Really? Yep. I'm going to look it up right now so Bones and I have you the better, same information. Better hurry up. Better hurry up, better hurry up. I will tell you, there were a, f- a lot of what I picked you guys both had ratings on. I was like, shit, they've already rated it. Ha! I saw Dan's. <laughs> I don't even. I can't. If he doesn't remember it, that means it's going to go lower. But uh, that's it. Let's call it there. We'll come back next week. We're going to finish up Greasy, Grimy, Slimy with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Secret of the Ooze. For Cron Howard and Laundry Dan, I've been Bones. We'll see you next week. Crash and burn. Cyber Christ lives. Oh, it's going to get oozy. Dan, (laughs) I did it again. I'm coming, baby. I'm coming. Hope you're coming to the toilet to unclog it again. (laughs) I got a giant big shit in there. Come on, Ross. I mean, Dan. Chandler. We were on a break. That's my uh, Ross Geller, Dan. You had a confused look on your face. (laughs) I'm a paleontologist. Uh, I've got a pet monkey.